0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Dance, where I have a very special guest with me today. I have two very special guests. We'll see if they both participate today. But I have my friend Holden. Let's talk dance. You've seen him before. And then I also have my friend Eric, who knows absolutely nothing about dance whatsoever. I'll be trying my best. He's going to be trying his best today, guys.
1: On this episode of Let's
0: Talk Dance. We're going to be talking about uh, a specific ballet in early, in the early modern ballet period. So the modern ballet period was the early 20th century. So it was just before that. This is where we're talking about that. So what we are going to be talking about is the firebird. And this is very interesting. I think you guys will find the storyline of this kind of kooky. I think it was funny. So um, the... Uh, the director of this was Sergei Dilev. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna call him Sergei, you know. Um, and so he was the director of Ballet Russe, and this was a very big department in this time. And so he he was uh, he had 20 years at this company, and he really changed the way that ballet and theaters performed. And the way that he did this is he incorporated, like, visual arts and, like, literature into his dancing. So, like, he wasn't a very good dancer, actually, but he had a very artistic mm-hmm. mind. Like, we watched some of his work, or I did personally, and, you know, he'd do stuff with, like, ribbons and, like, create ribbons with, like, a bunch of dancers and, you know, like, visual lights and Like, of so the ribbons would travel. on them. No, it was like they were attached to the ceiling and like they were playing with them and like they created different shapes with them. Yeah, it was really interesting. So just like that's kind of how, you know, he impacted that. He introduced all these different variations that we can use dance to like, you know, this is whenever art in motion really came to be, you mm. know, like describing dance. It's art in motion.
1: I actually saw this dance where all the actors had balloons on sticks, and I thought that was extremely interesting. And I'm just wondering if um, those props have any correlation with what you are talking about.
0: It could. It could all stem from Sergey and what he introduced to ballet and dance in general. Um, he was <laughs> – this is where I start to not like this guy because he was very misogynistic in you know how ballet, you know, it used to be about men. Hold on we talked about this. You know, and then men we were talked the focus about how
1: it was about like um sensualizing women.
0: Yeah, and like how it was considered like a prostitution thing like men would come and see these women dance and ballet and it would be like a form of prostitution. And that's so, how, it, so. yeah, that's how it centralized the woman. That's how women became more popular in, in ballet. So tell me more
1: about this misogynistic
0: Yes, <laughs> don't call him a pig. He was a genius. What's his name again? His name is Sergei Dielev
1: And he put dance in motion.
0: Yes, so like I will say that feminism was not a huge thing during this time you know it wasn't like today where we're all fighting for our rights you know it wasn't really a thing but he wanted to bring men back onto the stage which is not a problem but it was just known that he was very misogynistic Mm -hmm. but he wanted to bring men back and like have a solo for them so what i really want to talk about today is the firebird which is um uh a ballet that he directed um it was created in the first season of Sergei's like newly commissioned ballets so it was very early on in his work uh, it was choreographed by michael folkin and it was to music by igor stravinsky um and something interesting about stravinsky is that it actually the choreography came first so they didn't set a choreography to the music like they choreographed it and then he would, you know, compose this to give it more of a meaning. So, like, so the, the right, yeah, he was the composer for this. Oh,
1: that's really cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so, so he
1: sort of already had an idea of the tone and vibe that he wanted to set for
0: the dance. Well, it, you know, it's a group, you know, it's a work in progress. There's a lot of different, you know, strings that are attached. But what he did is like because the choreograph, the choreography was set first that music was like a whole nother element in that it copied the movement. So it was just a much more like personal and, you know, you could feel it, you know, whenever a song like mm-hmm. gives you goosebumps, well, imagine that song being portrayed in dance perfectly, you know, like just everything goes together. So that's really interesting, but I want to get into the narrative of, of this. So the hero His name is Ivan. I do not know how to pronounce his last name, but he is Prince Ivan. We are going to be referring to him as that. So he captures a magical firebird. This is how this begins. And she bargains for her freedom in exchange for a magical feather so he can call upon her if, you know, like he needs her. And yeah, so we, you know, he does that. And then uh, later on, Prince Ivan spies 12 dancing princesses who have been um cursed to dance. Just keep dancing. definitely And all night long, you know? Um, and so these princesses are actually captors of the evil king Kasti. Kastishi. Kost, uh Kastishi. We're just gonna call him the evil king. He's a sorcerer, mm-hmm. too, so he's magic. Mm. Um And so Ivan falls in love with um, a princess to Savannah.
1: Is she cursed to dance?
0: Yes. She's one of the dancing princesses and he falls in love with her. And so his presence there uh, alerts the evil king. And so he comes there with his court to get rid of him, you know, and so he's about to turn Ivan to stone. Mm-hmm. And then Ivan pulls out this magic feather to call on the firebird. And the firebird comes in and makes all of the court dance indefinitely until exhaustion, which I can only assume means death.
1: As well as Prince Ivan?
0: No, just, just the, the court. No, not the women, the court. So, like the evil king's court. Oh, I see. Right. Right? I think it'd be cool. But then, that didn't kill the evil king. The firebird sent Ivan to find the king's soul encased in an egg. So he had to go find this egg. And then he smashed the egg and therefore defeated the king.
1: Disintegration.
0: Pretty much. So then, you know, the final scene is the wedding scene between the prince and the princess. But It's, we're going to get into that a little bit more. So first of all.
1: I'm really intrigued that he was able to portray such an elaborate story in one recital.
0: I mean, yeah, that's how a lot of ballets are. You know, there's so much going on. I mean, think of the Nutcracker and Swan Lake. They're very elaborate stories that are being portrayed in these dances, And, you know, it's for, like, the keen eye, because there are these things called pantomimes, which is, like, it's telling a story through movement, and you have to know what it means to understand what they're saying, which stems back to, like, this was made for nobles by nobles, you know, so, like, only they could understand it. Yeah, I see Right. So, anyways, we're going to talk about this a little more. So, the first thing that we notice about this is we see that the firebird has... This extreme amount of power. So why didn't she just get away from the prince whenever she was captured? You know, like she could set like tons of men to dance until exhaustion, but she was captured by a mere mortal. You know, so like, what's up with that? Well, we see that the posse duo thats the duet of like the main characters that carry the storyline—and it's usually between two love interests. And this is the first time a ballet has had a pas de deux with combat, which is like the firebird and Prince Ivan, you know, like she's fighting for her freedom, he's fighting for dominance. And that's the first time that we see this in a pas de deux. And so we look at it a little bit more. And the first part is combat. She's trying to fight to get away from him, yada, yada. And then it turns, the music goes soft and flowing, and she turns seductive. And she's, like, falling into his embrace. So she does more than
1: just give in.
0: Right. She's manipulating him. So he thinks that he's still in control because she's like, oh, oh, faints, you know, whatever. But actually, it's her plan. Mm-hmm. And this is actually all a part of her master plan. She is using Ivan to alert the king to get all of his court out there, so she can finally destroy her arch nemesis. So this is all the Firebird's idea—the evil, evil king, king. sorcerer. Okay. So, and she has Ivan destroy
1: the evil king sorcerer's soul, which yes. resides in an egg.
0: Right. So she made him do everything that she wanted to do. Which, you know, that's like a huge, you know, it's a powerful female character. She and really motivates the story. Right. And it's, and it's about, it's not about sexual policies, but it's more of like, or well, I guess I'll, I'll introduce that in a minute, but you know, it's just like this really weird relationship because it is so sensual and because it's done in the poste dua, like we sense a stronger character, like development between those two. So it's almost like seductive between them, like a love that can never be because she's like inhuman and he's human. And this is all taking place in Russia, by the way. So there's like backgrounds to um, Russian marriages and stuff like that, and what's considered like a proper marriage. And it's uh, more of like an endorsement for a more liberal and sexual arrangement. So it's basically saying like, hey, even though you're attracted to this, like, go for the princess, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's where it kind of gets weird, you know, because like there was this attraction between the prince and the firebird. And then he saw this other girl and they did a dance together where she originally rejected his hand. So, like, he tried to, like, embrace her. and Prince she... Ivan and the princess? Yeah. So, like, he tried to embrace her, and she rejected him. But then after he saved everybody, like, it was, uh, you know, they got married, which is why it's thought to be, like, a coronation and not a marriage. Because we don't see any passion or development between the love interests.
1: Like a and... forced marriage?
0: Yeah, like, you know. Yeah.
1: Something really traditionalized
0: exactly and And, you know he's a prince so like that was you know common marry a princess exactly so it was just kind of like i don't know do you what are your thoughts on that
1: i cannot think of the word to put to this Mm
0: -hmm. but just very strange it is it's a strange story and there's a lot of layers in it the Mm -hmm. more that you think about it and the more that you know, like if you're watching it and you're listening to the music and you really break it down, there's a lot more, you know, depth into this. So, you know, this love interest was really erotic, and it was not, you know, quote unquote okay. Yeah. You know, for the audience watching, like they're not going to expect him to go after the a mythical bird. creature, yeah, yeah, a bird. They're not. They don't want him to do that. They want him to go after the beautiful princess. Yeah. And, like, the way the choreography was set on this, you know, it's completely different between these two characters. So, like, if we look at the Firebird, she's much more angular and powerful than compared to the princess, who's much more, you know, Uh, flowy and damsel in distress.
1: Graceful.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, just, like, how choreography and the music can specifically set up these characters for what, you know, they're meant to be. But, yeah, it's just.
1: The music really plays a role in how they're going to portray themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And because the choreography is set first, you know, the music goes along mm-hmm. with that. So, like, the story is set before the music even comes in. Um, but Firebird as a whole, um, it's like a proper monarchy, you know? So, we have this coronation. And the Firebird, which is this powerful female figure, is the power behind Prince Ivan. And, you know, he's, like, taking the throne. Like, she's the power behind him. And so it's a proper monarchy. And it's been established firmly in this story.
1: I think that's a good way to put
0: it. Yeah. And so, like... I had there's this quote from the reading that we had this week, and it's really interesting. It says, "Ivan is the agent in natural order, and also his client for nature personified as Firebird," in parentheses, protecting him. Does that make sense? He's the agent in natural order, so they're just showing, you know, this is how it's supposed to go, yeah. right?
1: Like he's the one to fall in love with the spirit
0: right but he can't he can't right exactly he can't have her
1: so he kind of does what he's supposed to do
0: right you know and i mean it's what he wanted because he saw the princess and he was like oh wow you know and then in the in the two different dances that we see you know
1: he sounds like a player to me. He
0: is a player. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Ivan and the Firebird were fighting, you know, having combat. And then, you know, whenever he danced with the princess and she rejected his hand, you know, he respected that. And so we see this difference in how he would react to a human versus, like, you know, inhuman and an and animal.
1: Maybe the princess saw some sort of chemistry between the Firebird and Prince Ivan.
0: Well, that's what's interesting, because after, like, the firebird comes and, you know, sets all of these court people to dance, she comes down and all of the princesses are, like, worshipping her, like a god. Like, she's a figure of... Power.
1: Authority.
0: She is. She's a pig- she's a figure of power and authority and, and a god. So... Yeah,
1: I really it's enjoy just, the story behind this. One. Yeah, it's, I think you explained it very well. Yeah. thank you. And I see the underlying themes. Right, it's really
0: interesting. So, like,
1: story. it's so oriental and just traditionalized, but also strange and erotic and mm-hmm. something new to this day and age, I suppose. That's
0: yeah, true. and it's not surprising that it's erotic considering that like the creators were a mix of like hetero sexual homosexual and bisexual hmm, so like cool. they were all in there together it wasn't just a bunch of straight white guys in there creating this story and I think that's why it's so interesting and how it think, has all these layers
1: I believe not having music at first and just setting the dancers like um you know with um strictly choreography at first mm-hmm. is a really good way for I mean character development to develop
0: <laughs> right like you don't have to choreograph to the music you can do whatever you want I really like that. But all in all, like, this deeper message is of political... Monarchy? Mm, It's just, like, in upholding the policy of, like, colonizing, you know, or, like... um, That's not the word I'm looking for. No? Colonization? Maybe. But it's, like... It's a representation. It's a representation of Russia and the East, and like, it's embodying Russia's split identity. So, in many ways, like the Firebird, she represents the Russian, um, like sloppy train, or strain. So, like all of these different pieces of Russia being put in together. Like she I represents Russia as a whole, huh? I think I understand what you mean. Yeah. So it's just, she stands for Russian supremacy, basically. Hmm. Yeah. So.
1: And she eventually, I mean, she accomplishes that goal. She
0: right. drives she, the
1: narrative of the story.
0: And I mean, she is also uh, praised, like, as a god. But she, like, Ivan is still, like, the main focus. Because, you know, he's the prince, he's the man.
1: Everybody is interested in... You know, the romance.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, I definitely
1: would be. Maybe Mm -hmm. because they just see, like, Ivan as a human and see the firebird as a bird, unlike how Ivan sees, like, the firebird as, like, this beautiful thing that
0: he can't Mm -hmm. have. Exactly. Yes. That's a good way to put it, Eric. I couldn't have put it better. But, yeah. I think that is going to conclude our episode of Let's Talk Dance. Let's talk dance Let's talk oh. dance. Oh my
1: goodness. Beautiful
0: area. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us this week. See you next time.